Welcome to Across the Middle with Frank Cholette. Number one. Your number one source for NFL, NBA, and college sports. Here's your host, Frank Cholette. Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody doing? Welcome to Across the Middle, episode number three on this Saturday night. I want to apologize to you folks because I'm generally committed to getting about one episode out a week. I'll push it up to two once we get to college football and high school football. I'll come out with two episodes. One will be concerning pro sports and the other one, of course, will be covering college sports and high school sports. But I've been working on my YouTube channel and getting my Facebook Live channel so that we could do live streams and I can actually field live callers. So if you just bear with me on that, I promise we will have that taken care of because we are trying to get this uh, flowing to where it's a nice, steady, easy show and we got something coming your way. So in this episode, I am going to be covering the NFC South and the NFC North. Um, Dre usually does this with me, but I'm going to go ahead and do this episode by myself as we're going to get in-depth into what the NFC South and the NFC North did. So without further ado, here we go. Round one. All right, we're going to touch on the NFC South and on the, on, uh, actually we'll start with the NFC North first. And on the NFC North, we're going to start off with the Packers. We're going to be basically talking about who they drafted and who they signed in free agency. So as I look and see what the Packers did, uh, you can kind of see that they drafted Jordan Love. That was a huge controversy over that. But I have a theory over this. I believe that Green Bay took care of Rodgers during free agency. Because then they come back and they sign Mercedes Lewis, and then they sign Devin Funches. These are players that have been in the league for a while, and they can actually come in and help you. And in the case of Mercedes Lewis, this is a guy that's uh, he's one of the, 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 the swifter tight ends. He's fast. He's got good hands. This is the exact type of tight end that Aaron Rodgers usually turns into stars. And Devin Funches has ability. Um, he's underachieved a little bit, but I think if anybody can get the best out of him, that would be Aaron Rodgers. So honestly, as I look at the Packers, I believe that free agency took care of Rodgers, and I believe the draft took care of their future. Now, Aaron Rodgers, this is a business. It shouldn't have surprised you that they drafted a quarterback. I mean, this is deja vu. This is exactly what happened when Brett Favre was there. Remember, they drafted you, and then you eventually took his place. So Green Bay's just being smart. Heck, the only way that you can stay con uh, com competitive in this NBA, uh, NFL, in today's NFL, is you better have a guy ready to replace the guy you have. Next, we're going to move on to the Chicago Bears. And the Bears in the draft, I kind of like what the Bears did overall because it was a balance. In the draft, they kind of hit on some spots. They go in to get Cole Ki uh, Kimmett. Tight end out of Notre Dame, who I who I like, uh, good solid tight end. And then the guy I really like was Jalen Johnson, the quarterback out of Utah. I kind of like him. He reminds me uh, a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, of Cliff Harris Jr. He's got, you know, a little bit of uh, feistiness to his game. I like guys that'll get in your face and they'll and they'll press cover on you. So I believe that was an excellent, excellent pickup by the Bears. And then when you look at what they did in free agency, look. Let's, let's not pretend like we don't know 
why Nick Foles was signed. Mitchell Trubisky has way underperformed. In fact, when the Cowboys made him look like Aaron Rodgers last year, that's why their whole defensive staff deserved to be fired, and they were fired. I think the Cowboys were the only team that made quarterbacks like Mitch Trubisky and then and then and Sam Donald look like they were MVP candidates. That's why when people say, well, Garrett had to go, why'd you let the defense? Did you see that defense last year? When you make Trubisky look good and you make uh, Aaron Donald look good, that's why, and I didn't even mean to climb into the Cowboys, but it just, there's a point behind this. So the Bears, they go and they sign Nick Foles. And, and then the one that really hurt me. Have you ever been asleep and had somebody just slap the hell out of you? It's not a good feeling. That's what that felt like when the Bears stole Robert Quinn. I mean, there wasn't too many people that I wanted to come back with, with my team. He was one of them. So, heck of a pickup. They get Nick Foles, they get Robert Quinn, and then they come back and they sign Jimmy Graham, who I like in the red zone. We all know the man can't block. But that's not what they paid him to do. They paid him to catch touchdowns, in particularly the red zone. So I'm really, really happy for the Bears on that move. And then a guy like uh, Mingo uh, from the Texans. I know he went to LSU. I like this guy. Every time I watch Texans guy, uh, games, I always wanted to know who this guy was. You know, certain guys that stick out. And Mingo was one of them. I believe given an opportunity to have more playing time because he obviously wasn't going to do anything with the plethora of defensive pass rushers that the Texans throw at you, you know, when they had Clowney and they had um, and they had J.J. Watt and those guys. So they, they have so many pass rushers they can throw your way. So the Bears, I, I kind of like what they did. I mean, the, the draft addressed needs, and then free agency covered them because if Trubisky isn't who they thought he was, and by the way, how he was ever taken before Patrick Mahomes and Watson. I mean, 20 years from now, guys will be laughing in the bar and they'll be telling jokes about how Mitchell Trubisky was taken before those two quarterbacks, much like they were when they, when they laugh about how Sam Bowie was taken before Michael Jordan. It's going to be like that type of argument. So, uh, I, I mean, that's, just, that's a head scratcher to me. I'm still trying to figure that out. All right, next we're going to move on. Uh, to the Lions, I love what the Lions did. You know what? Traditionally, the Detroit Lions haven't always been one of the better teams of the NFL. But you know what? I, I like the roster that they're amassing. I like, I like what they're doing. They are coming for it. They're, I mean, they, heck, you go and you trade Darius Slay to the Eagles, which, to my dislike, that made the Eagles better. Because, I mean, for some reason, just like the Cowboys won't sign safeties, the Eagles, for some reason, undervalue corners. Ever since they signed Namde uh, Asamoah, they have not valued corners, you know. But then again, he kind of took them for some money, so I can't blame them. So, anyway, Lions fans, if your quarterback can stay healthy, I like the team y'all are putting together. 
So let's take a look at what the Lions did. I already told you they lost Darius Slay. So then we're going to come back, and they're going to draft Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State, the consensus number one corner, without a doubt. Kids got all the, the, the stuff that you're looking for in the shutdown corner, hips, moves, explosiveness, uh, good ball skills. Those are things that you want to see out of your corners. And then what I really like is they come back and they get DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. He's Georgia back. Gold lately. Georgia's been producing them. And if you can get your hands on one of them, that's always a good thing. And then they come back in free agency. And they go and they get Desmond Trufant. So now you solidify your cornerback position. You get the stud out of Ohio State, and then you come back and then you get Desmond Trufant, which I think was a good pickup. And then I also like the signing of Danny Shelton because now that sures up the middle of that defense. The Detroit Lions are an up-and-coming team. The unfortunate thing is they play in a very tough division because when you're in a division with the Packers and you're in a division with the Bears and you're in a division with the Lions and the team that I'm about to bring up, which is uh, my second son Elijah's favorite team, that would be the Vikings, and I don't know how that happened, but it did, so please don't ask me questions. It did. Uh, actually, Percy Harvin, I'll tell you, because uh, when he seen Percy Harvin and my son was playing high school wide receiver at the time, he appreciated the explosiveness, the explosiveness of Percy Harbin and how this guy, no matter where he went and what he did, uh, Percy Harbin was a playmaker, and my son respect that. So they lose Stephon Diggs. They counter that by drafting Justin Jefferson, big-time slot-wide receiver out of LSU, was part of that national title team that just shattered college records. I mean, what they did this past season was uh, – was special. And the funny thing is, it, it didn't surprise me because, you know, people say, well, Texas wasn't that, very, wasn't that good. But in week two, they still had all their parts there. Texas sustained injuries, and that game went back to, I mean, back and forth. In fact, Texas left 10 points out there. They had a possession where they get Burroughs to throw an interception, and then they go for it on fourth down instead of taking the three. And then you had Keandre Ingram drop a wide-open touchdown pass in the end zone. So, man, that game could have went either way, and it was a heck of a matchup. But anyway, the Giants, I mean, the Vikings grabbed Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU, and then they come back and get Jeff Gladway, cornerback out of TCU. I like him. Uh, I love bump-and-run guys that get in your face, and they aren't afraid to challenge you. And he fits the bill of that type of person. Their big free agent signing would be Michael Pierce, defensive tackle. So I give the Lions an A, and then I'm going to counter and give the Vikings, uh, you know what, I like that. That's a solid B. I say a B plus because what the Vikings did, I can, I can dig it, man. We're going to go ahead and take a quick promo break as I get a sip. You're listening to Across the Middle. Gridiron Sports Report. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into the NFC South to close out segment number one. And we're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. And I like what the Falcons did. I like the, uh, the fact that they went and they got a Todd Gurley. Remember the last time that Atlanta had a running back, and I think Gurley's better than what they had the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was able to take them to a Super Bowl. This, in my opinion, is 
the hardest division of football. I, I'm trying to remember when was the last time that a division had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and I do believe Matt Ryan has put together the type of uh, resume where he warrants Hall of Fame discussion. He was an MVP, and he was, uh, what, about 15 minutes away from being a Super Bowl champion? It's not on him that the coach decided with the play calling. But this division fields Matt Ryan with Atlanta. It fields Drew Brees with the Saints. And then you're going to come back with Tom Brady with Tampa Bay. Oh, and by the way, Teddy Bridgewater is with Carolina. So this right here, guys, we could potentially have three, three MVP candidates in this division because numbers are going to be put up. So let's start with Atlanta. We'll talk with the, about their draft, and then we'll talk about what they did in free agency. So in the case of Atlanta, they grab A.J. Terrell. Now, a lot of people had the problem of them taking A.J. Terrell. If you had to, to watch film or watch games of A.J. Terrell prior to the LSU game, nobody would have had a problem with taking him there. It was the LSU game that just... I mean, you're talking about having a bad day. This guy was down to the fourth and fifth wideouts, and it was still burning him. Prior to that, A.J. Terrell was right up there. He was consensus one, two, or three corner. There was no question about him at Clemson, but LSU didn't do him any favors in that game. So then Atlanta come back, and they grab Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman, Auburn. Auburn, that's all you got to say, SEC these guys can come after you. And I don't care what team you're talking about. If they played defensive line in the SEC, it is never a bad pick. Because even the bad guys are still better than most, you know, um, pro bowlers that other conferences can produce. The SEC has held it down when, it's coming to, when it comes to defensive linemen and linebackers and, and safeties and corners. I mean, it's lights out over there. And then Atlanta, which a move that I like, because I believe that this person is going to come back with a vengeance. I love, I love the signing of Todd Gurley. I really do. I think it's a great move. You're getting someone that has been mentioned as the top runner for what, three of the last four or five years? If it wasn't him, then it was Le'Veon Bell. If it wasn't him, then maybe it was Ezekiel Elliott. Now they're talking about Saquon Barkley. So you're getting a Todd Gurley, extra motivated, and a little bit angry because from what I understand, the Rams still ain't paid him his money yet. And then Dante Fowler, who many projected coming out of Florida was supposed to be, you know, an edge rusher, and it just never quite panned out for him in Jacksonville. So then he was traded to the Rams, got to a Super Bowl, but um, just never quite was what people thought he would be. In Atlanta, he may have an opportunity because they have some other great defenders there, and he might have a chance to uh, show out. So Atlanta, I give a solid A. Actually, I can't give him an A because A.J. Terrell was taken too high, and a lot of people have a lot of problem with it. So I'll drop it to about a B plus, but I still like what they did with the rest of the draft. I still like what they did in free agency. 
And this is a team, what, two, not two, three years removed from being in the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a hard. This is why I question Tom Brady coming to this division. He has never had this type of competition. Next will be my eldest son's favorite team. He's a Saints fan. And I love what they did. Honestly, to me, this is the team to beat in the NFC. It's the Saints and, and basically everybody else. Maybe you could throw Tampa in there. Maybe you could throw Philly. Maybe Dallas. Um, of course, San Francisco should be in the hunt. Uh, Seattle, to me, got better. So um, there's going to be some teams that have something to say about it. But to me, this is the consensus favorite. They come with Cesar Ruiz, who they draft uh, center out of Michigan. Trust me, he will be a guard because they just released William Thomas, who was with the Eagles previously, and they let him go. So th this explains why they take Cesar Ruiz, who, who is projected as a center, but many think he can be a guard so he can slide right over to the guard position, replacing William Thomas. And then they come back with Zach uh, Bond, linebacker, Wisconsin. The reason why I mention this guy, he's being uh, compared to T.J. Watt. And anytime you be, you're compared to a Watt, that's always a good thing. So New Orleans, to me, killed it right there in the draft. But it's what they did in free agency. And for the life of me, look, I've, I've heard, I've listened to Malcolm Jenkins before, and he hates the Cowboys. I understand it. I understand it. But Dallas, if there was one guy that you could go out there and sign in free agency, why not this guy? All he does is win Super Bowls. He's with the Saints in the first stint, and they win a Super Bowl. Never done it before. He goes to the Eagles. They had never done it before. He wins the Super Bowl. So now they bring him back. This is why I like New Orleans. This is why they bring him back and Emmanuel Sanders, who was just in the Super Bowl last year, who won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. I think Emmanuel Sanders has been in three Super Bowls already. I mean, I think that's an excellent pickup for the New Orleans Saints. So to me, they're the team to beat. We already know who they are defensively, folks. This is a very good defensive team. They're, they're, I mean, they're coming at you. This is how they operate. All right. Next is a team that many like. And I just, to me, if Tom Brady stays in AFC East, he has an opportunity. All he has to go through is Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes. Now, Grant, those are two big major feats. But, hell, it's better to go through two teams in six. Hell, in his division alone, I'll question, I bet you, in his division alone, Tom Brady's never had these quarterbacks just to get out of his division. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, who balled out when Brees was injured last year. Whoa, but I like what they did. They grabbed the consensus number one tackle. And Tristan Wirfs, tackle out of Iowa. So we know Tom can't move around, so you better get him some blocking. And they did. They addressed that. But then they come back in the second round, and I like what they did in the second round. They grabbed Antoine Winfield Jr., safety out of Minnesota. I was really hoping that the Cowboys would uh, look into getting this guy. All he did was make plays. I mean, he was a super, super talent over there. And... Like I said, all he did was just make plays. He made plays all over the field. So I think that was an excellent pickup right there. Then in free agency, they're, they're, they're free agency winners. We all know Tom Brady, 
and Rob Gronkowski. Who do I like in this division? Well, New Orleans. Because in this division, they have the best defense. And I'm always going to go with defense. But with that said, we're going to go ahead and uh, finish with Carolina, which will bring us to the end of this segment. So we're going to go ahead and finish with Carolina. And I like what Carolina did. Uh, what Carolina basically did is they go and they get Derrick Brown, the great big defensive tackle out of Auburn, who is everybody's consensus number one. So there's no big uh, surprise about that. But then I like what they also did, and they come back and they grab uh, Troy Pride Jr. Now, coming out of high school, he was a five-star, can't-miss corner. And for whatever reason, he had his moments at Notre Dame. It just never quite turned, but sometimes these guys, the NFL games, uh, could be more suited for them, if you know what I mean. So that would be the draft picks that they pick up. And then the great, uh, the great big um, free agency acquisition to me that's notable to me would be Teddy Bridgewater. So, I mean, to me, the Carolina Panthers, they're on a rebuild. We know that they are uh, regrouping. Uh, Bridgewater's a good one, so it may not be that much of a rebuild, but, man, they're going to struggle to get wins in that division. I mean, wins are going to come. They're going to come at a high premium, you know? So that, that's going to be real tough to try to get any wins out of that. Any wins out of that. All right, folks, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a break and uh, close out segment one. When we jump back into segment two, we're going to get into the schedules, the matchups, what matchups y'all like. And then we're going to talk about Mike Tyson quite possibly coming back to boxing. Hmm. Having electrical problems? Need an electrician fast? Do what I do and call the professionals at Delgado Electric. I'm telling you folks, these guys are the absolute best. Their work is second to none. And guess what? They handle commercial and residential areas. Call Blas at 432-312-4142. And I'm telling you folks, you won't be disappointed. Tell them I sent you. You're listening to Across the Middle, Gridiron Sports Report. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump in right back in with segment number two as we get ready and we talk about the NFL schedules and which ones kind of jump out at y'all. We got a lot of big matchups, and I know a lot of matchups I'm curious and anxious to see. So without any further ado, round two. All right, so as I look at the matchups, I'm going to go ahead and dig into the matchups. Uh, a lot of great, great matchups, man. Uh, we're going to kick it off right off the back, uh, September. September 10th, we got the Texans and the Chiefs. I do believe they played twice last year. Uh, the first time the Texans beat them and then the Chiefs in that epic uh playoff game fall down 21 to nothing or 24 to 3 or something crazy like that and then they end up coming back winning that game so that's definitely one right off the gate one of the top games that I want to see and also I'm I'm just going to kind of I took down a list of, of some of the matchups that I want to see you got Tampa Bay at Chicago that should be good that is uh Tom Brady quite possibly facing uh 
Nick Foles, we don't know because by that time, October 8th, if the, to me, if the Bears don't start off 3-0, 4-0, or they don't have a winning record coming out of September, you could potentially have Nick Foles in that game in the Windy, in the windy City. That would be one heck of a matchup, I'm telling you right there. Also, another matchup I'm intrigued by, although it wasn't even close last year, Packers at 49ers. Did the Packers do enough? Like I said, they did get Mercedes Lewis. They did pick up uh, Devin Funches, but I just don't see them. I mean, San Francisco beat them like a rented mule last year. I mean, it wasn't even right what they did, man. It wasn't right, you know. And then uh, I believe my my nephew was telling me he thinks Pittsburgh, I'm kind of going off subject real quick, that he thinks Pittsburgh has a chance to win that division. And um, have y'all seen Big Ben lately? I mean, come on, Ben. You're a professional, man. He doesn't look like he's ready to play. Last time I seen Big Ben, that man looked like a busted can of biscuits. Can you dig it? I mean, I just don't understand that. He doesn't look like he's ready to throw a football. I mean, I mean, all due respect, Dre, you must be out of your mind. He doesn't look like he's ready to throw a football. Another, another, we're going to get right back into what we're talking about. Another great matchup I'm looking forward to, the Cowboys at the Ravens. You got the Vikings at the Saints. Cowboys at Ravens should be a real interesting game because the Cowboys basically went out and took out a one-year rental on defensive players, so we'll see if that works at stopping Lamar Jackson and company. Plus, the Ravens got a nasty defense, so there's going to be matchups to see all over the field in that game. Also, the Vikings at the Saints. You got the uh, Packers in the Saints. <laughs> uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Uh, Eagles in the 49ers are going to be a great game. Also, the Saints and the Bucks. And then you're also going to have the 49ers at the Cowboys. So, Val, we're going to have some money on that. Also, uh, I got some other 49ers. Herbert Shaw's out there. He's a 49er fan. So, we're going to definitely be having something on there. Also... Let me know what matchups you want to hear. Also, folks, if you're really into the show, smash that like or that follow button. You also can send me voicemail or you can message me and tell me what what would you like to hear? Uh, what team would you like me to discuss? Would you like me to discuss NFL, NBA, maybe some baseball? We'll mix it up. I have a baseball guy that I'm working on right now who's also going to be my college football guy, Eric Giss. So I'm calling you out, man. You are going to do the college football special with me, and we'll also talk baseball. So as we dig into it, remember, folks, also, I cannot forget that I'll, be, um, I'll have a Facebook page coming out of Across the Middle so that we can go ahead and uh, have y'all you know, send some of your messages. You can go on to that website. You can uh, let me know. Uh, you can see where some of the appearances, because I'll do... Um, this show at different venues like a Lone Star, maybe mix it up and do some other spots. So y'all make sure you're giving me some feedback and then I will jump right into it. So we're going to go ahead and take one more break and then I'm going to jump in with my, well, not so much as a one minute rant, but we'll jump in with the Lone Star Bar one minute rant. Having electrical problems? Need an electrician fast? Do what I do and call the professionals at Delgado Electric. 
I'm telling you folks, these guys are the absolute best. Their work is second to none. And guess what? They handle commercial and residential areas. Call Blas at 432-312-4142. And I'm telling you folks, you won't be disappointed. Tell them I sent you. You're listening to Across the Middle, Gridiron Sports Report. All right. As we jump in, this is the Lone Star Bar. One minute rant. Make sure you're hitting up the Lone Star Bar for the best in live bands, karaoke, and of course, the best bar staff in town. So here we go with the one, the Lone Star Bar. One minute rant. Iron Mike Tyson. So I hear you're making a comeback. Man, you're looking good. I see you in those videos. I won't jump in the ring with you, but are you sure that's what you want to do? I mean, if you're talking about uh, fighting Holyfield or maybe George Foreman or one of these older guys, I can see it. But man, do you really want to mess with Tyson Fury? I mean, Mike, you're a bad dude, the baddest dude I've ever known. But I, last I checked, you had a problem with much taller fighters, much taller fighters with much longer reach. I don't know, my man. I think you better look for a fighter somewhere around your height, maybe an inch or two taller, but you don't want to be getting into that range where you're messing with guys 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". Remember Lennox Lewis? That was ugly, brother. I love you, Mike Tyson. But I think you should give it up, man. I think you should give it up. I love you, Mike, but give it up. You're listening to Across the Middle, Gridiron Sports Report. All right, folks, so... Thank you for joining us on this segment of Across the Middle. We're going to be in next week. I'll try to get two episodes out next week as I, I'm going to do a little special on Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. Once and for all, according to me, I will tell you who I personally thought was the best. I mean, all three were the men in their era, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to let the cat out of, bed, uh, out of the bag. I'll tell you next week who I love. Make sure you're tuning in next week. See you later. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to the Across the Middle with Frank Cholette. Tune in next time for more great guests and awesome sports talk.